So when I lay my hands on you, it's, I'm not just, like it's not just a cool thing to do. I literally am getting information. So how do I do that? I'm so glad you asked. I get it through two things. Chemicals called ligands and frequency. Low voltage energy. That's what the brain communicates with. Central nervous system and the chemistry of the body. Do you know that every cell in your body right now is talking to each other? It really, really is. It's talking to each other with receptor sites, frequency, and ligands. When you get sugar in your body because you eat a piece of pie, your brain begins talking. Your hypothalamus does something, then the thyroid, and it goes to the liver, and blah, blah, blah. Oh, the pancreas, yeah, I know where she is. I'll go talk to her. Hey, pancreas, we need some insulin. Oh, great, I'll get you some. Psh, goes out in the bloodstream, and the cell says, mm-mm, we've had enough of that. We are not lovable. We can't receive kindness and sugar. Nope, we've all, we're full in here, thank you. Every time I get love, somebody abuses me. So nope, I don't want any more love, no more kindness. I'm done with that stuff because I don't like being vulnerable. Okay, I'm not taking any more insulin. I've been insulted. And that fear shuts that cell wall down and it can't receive the insulin. Why? Because I was taught when I was little that I'm not lovable. I don't do anything right. I'll never measure up. That is diabetes. Why? Because your body cannot lie. So how do we get rid of that? We go tell that cell, yes, you're right. People used you. People said you could do nothing right. No one ever approved of you. I know that you have need of man's approval, but Father will never reject you. See, if I just tell that to the frontal lobe, the cell wall doesn't get it. God said he'd give me the keys to the kingdom. Where's the kingdom? At hand. Right here. So I go into the amygdala through the memories, and I begin to make that hypothalamus pump, just like a heart. Why? Because I've got to get those cells back in the same condition they were in when they believed the lie. And once they're there where they believe that lie, I wait for God to give a word because if I just give you the word he gave me yesterday, it's going to be full of worms. It won't work. People ask me over and over, can you give me a chart of the foot? Can you tell me what all the body parts mean so I can know, so I can have some rules to follow? I said, how about I just spit in some dust and you go down to the school of the blind and heal them all? (laughs) (laughs) Do you understand what you're asking if you ask me to give you a chart? Do you understand that if anybody would have given you a chart, it would have been Jesus? If Jesus didn't give you a chart, don't ask me for a chart. I love you and I want you to have this, but it doesn't come from me. I am not your teacher. I'm your sister. My job is to get you to hear and to see that God is talking in everything at all times and you have access to it. And if you could just hear God and see God in all things, you don't need me. Other than just have me over for coffee and tea and rejoice together. We'll rejoice when one, one rejoices and we'll weep when you weep. That's what we're there. We're there to fellowship. That means fellows in the same ship. We're fellows, but we ain't been in a ship. We've been in the same other word. We'll call it waste. 
There's a throne in that place, but it ain't the kind of throne you want to stay on. God is so good. Do you know people ask me, well, what do I do now? You know what I answer them? What did you do before now that worked? So you want something to do? Have you not read Paul's letter to the Galatians? Did, God, did Christ not bring you out of slavery and show you that it's not what you do, but it's who you are? And you now want me to bring you back into slavery? No, go find you a Pharaoh. I'm not it. I'm not your Pharaoh. I'm not your slave master. Why? Because I don't see you as a slave. I don't see you as a slave. I see you as my brother or sister who needs to come out of slavery. Do this, don't do that. Touch this, don't touch that. If you do this, then God will love you. Bull. God will not take a bribe. Go read Deuteronomy. Doesn't it just irk you the wrong way when somebody does bribe you? You know why it irks you? Because you're made in God's image. And God doesn't take a bribe. That's why it doesn't feel right. See, it's a feeling to show you it's not godly. But you can't trust your feelings. Why? Because somebody told you that. Who told you that is my question. Because I know my father didn't tell you. My father says, I'll lead you by your heart. You know how many years I've been told you can't say that? I say, watch me. You can't say that, Angela. People aren't ready for it. Well, you know what? It's not my job to determine who's ready to hear me. My job is to hear it in the ear and shout on the rooftop. For me to determine whether you can hear me or not is for me to determine whether you're smart enough to catch it. How, how pious is that? How pious is it for me to decide whether or not God can enlighten you? How crazy is it for me to determine what words I should, should use so that you with your feeble little mind can understand me? How sick is that? You know what that reminds me of? Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Aunt Nancy. Well, we, we, you don't need to read it. We, well, let's just pass it and then we'll read it and see. What, and we'll tell you. We know what's good. For, we know what's best for you. Really, Aunt Nancy. Well, I have a few Uncle Nancys in my life. Look, Uncle Nancy, I don't need you to tell me how to say what God told me. I have actually had people in my life say to me, well, Angela, I'm not sure about your verbiage. <laughs> like your verbiage is just a little bit too strong for the people. It might, it might offend them. What? My verbiage? My, so who should determine what verbiage I should use? Well, we can help you with that. Really. So God spoke something to me in a way that woke me up. But I should bring it to you for you to filter that word so that you can tell me how to not say it and how to say it so the people can get it. <laughs> Is it just me or is there something wrong with that? What does that say about what somebody thinks about you? That ought to insult you. I'm insulted for you. I'm like, no. No, 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 no. 
Get out of your head. Get into your heart. And believe that God is the revelator, not Angela, nor any other man, nor any other woman. Because guess what? God's talking to you right now in your language, whatever you need, or you wouldn't be here. Because unless the Father draw you, yeah. you can't even come. Yeah, that's right. And that day, many left him. Why? Because they wasn't ready to learn where babies come from. They're still thinking, I'm glad you never have to do that again. <laughs> See? And that's okay. That is okay if they don't ever have to do that again. They'll grow up and they'll eventually go, oh, I, I'd like a hamburger. I, I want some meat. But first they have to eat off of our table. Now, Am I saying that I'm more grown up than someone else? I'm saying that we all eat differently. And if I can eat meat and someone can't eat meat yet, guess what? I wait till they're able to eat meat, just like I do my grandchildren. Do, am I more important than my grandchildren when they come to my house? No, my world stops for them. So if I meet someone who can't hear me, you know what I'll do? I will break off a little tiny piece. I'll ask questions to see where they are to see if they can hear me or not. And if they can't hear me, I'll say, Father, can I open this one's ears? Can I help them to see what you've showed me so far? Or is now not the time? And I'll, I'll know if it's the time or not. That doesn't mean I'm better than that person or smarter than that person or more able than that person. It just means for whatever reason, they're not there yet. But I will tell you the hardest one to open their eyes are those that think they're rich. I was working with a man one time. He was so rich with the Word of God and all the rules and regulations, and he had every duck lined up. Everything's in order. He was the most miserable person, just so super, super angry and super tired and all those things. And when I got done, I said, Father, could I just have a camel and a needle next time? <laughs> I was wore slap out. I got nowhere. Because I couldn't get him out of the intellect. I couldn't get him out of all the do-goods and all the right things and all the religious things. See, he had every answer. If he has every answer and he's not sick, he don't need me. I said, what are you doing here? Why did you come to me? Well, I heard you can help me. I said, well, you already got all the answers. You don't, you don't go to the doctor and say, oh, I, I, I already know what to do. I just came to tell you I know what to do. I have cancer and I know what to do. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and die. No, you go to a doctor to say, help me. Jesus is the great physician. When somebody comes to me, I go to the great physician. And I say, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I don't know what this person needs, but if you'll show me, I'll say whatever you say to me, and I'll say whatever I see, and Father, your word will do what I can't do. So when I do that, what happens with all that abandonment or um, what would be the uh, betrayal would be the, the, what that little girl felt in the tub, like the ultimate betrayal, right? Betrayal on both sides. So when all that betrayal and fear and confusion is in her bloodstream, God speaks a word. Now that word that he spoke didn't sound soft, did it? Nor fluffy. You're right. You're not like your mom. You would just cut your baby into shreds and throw it in the trash. That doesn't sound loving, does it? But you know what happened to that woman? She began to wail and cry out for mercy. 
not only for herself, but for her mother and her father because she realized she did worse than them. And when she cried out for mercy for herself, God gave her more than she needed. He's the God of more than enough. Abundant mercy, abundant grace, abundant humility flooded her soul. And forgiveness washed through her like the Euphrates River that had gone dry, but now was filled with blood to the horse's bridle. There's a revelation in there if you hear it. See, in the battle of Armageddon, the Euphrates is dry. And they're coming to fight the Antichrist. You know what Antichrist means? Get a pen and paper, write this down. Anti means against. The word tie, look at A, N, and then tie. Tie is something that comes together to be N without, or without N, A without. Tying, it means to be separated, right? So anti or against, not together. See how that word? And I've never said that before. I just saw it and heard it and said it. Why? I'm helping Katie. Is that right, Katie? Yeah. Understand how God does that with the language? I've never heard that. I just spoke it because I saw it and heard it just now. But anti means against. Christ means the anointed one. Guess what anointed means? You ever prayed for a fresh anointing? Raise your hand. Anybody pray for anointing? Okay, guess what you prayed for? Pierce me, thrust me through, prick me, rub me the wrong way, smear me, massage, therapy me, and paint me a picture. If you are against being pierced, if you are against the sword in your side, if you are against your mind being pricked with those thorns on, the, on your brow, if you are against being smeared the wrong way or rubbed the wrong way or your reputation being smeared, if you are against a deep tissue message, massage, message, massage, if you're against that, if you're against me painting a picture which means the truth, you are against Christ, your Antichrist. Wow. Isn't that interesting? How many of you run to being pierced? How many of you run to being thrust through? Run, prick me, Lord. Pierce me, oh God. Rub me the wrong way. Smear my name, Father. Paint me a picture of the truth, no matter how ugly it is. See, we don't do that, do we? As a matter of fact, we say, deliver me. Father, the devil must be against me. You know we think the devil's against us if we're late in traffic. I've had people call me and say, oh my God, I knew I was supposed to be there the day. The devil's against me. Everything's against me, keeping me from getting there. I'm like, really? Like your steps are not ordered? Are you trying to tell me that any weapon formed against you does prosper, including the one to get you late in traffic prospers against you? Like, I get irritated. Like, when are we going to stop this nonsense? That's what we do. I know that sounds a little bit mean, but you know what? Fluffy don't work. Give me passion or give me... Diplomacy hasn't worked. Patrick Henry. Just diplomacy hasn't worked. I could say it nice, but guess what? I can't get in if I say it nice. I have to say some of these things hard. Why? To get through the lie that you've been embracing as the truth. I want you free. What did Patrick Henry want? Freedom. Yes. I'm willing to die for freedom. Yes. 
I remember when I didn't have a platform to preach on and I was pouting, feeling like a victim because nobody would let me play ball. <laughs> Mama, they won't let me play. That's what I was doing to God. Daddy, they won't let me play. God, you called me to preach and they won't give me a spot. <laughs> you know what God said to me? He wasn't fluffy again. He said to me, Angela, if my wind can take a dandelion that is here today and gone tomorrow and bring it anywhere I want it to go, how much more can my wind take the word, my word, and spread it to all four corners of the earth? Go prophesy to the wind and quit crying. You don't need man's platform and you don't need man to let you preach. So I went and preached to the wind on my back porch. First message I ever preached to the wind. I walked outside, same porch where the tree fell. And I said, wind of God, take this to the four corners of the earth. Let my people go. Tears streaming down my face. I just kept screaming, let my people go. Let my people go. I said, religion, you let my people go. I just cried and I cried and I cried. See, to be against my name being smeared, to be against being rubbed the wrong way, is anti-Christ. What happened to Christ? Falsely accused, called Beelzebub, questioned every chance they got. You know they wouldn't answer his questions? Answer me this first and then I'll answer you. Are you against those things? Do you need my approval? I hope I've rid you of that if you did. You don't need my approval. You don't need my approval. You don't need my approval. You don't need your husband's approval. You don't need your mama's approval. You don't need your wife's approval. You don't need your pastor's approval. You don't need anyone's approval but your father. Now, some people won't like this. I don't mind. I don't mind if they don't like it. I really, really don't. I used to mind. I used to be intimidated. I used to like, well, you can't say that. But why am I saying it? Because my father told it to me. I'm only saying what I heard him say. Why? Because that's all I can give you. If I give you something other than what's been given to me, I'm giving you of myself. This is what God told me. I didn't like it. I sat on a pew for 20 years doing all the things I was asked and told to do. They named that seat after me. Pew. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you could probably go into any place that still has one. They still call them that. It's named after me. You ever heard of like a hoagie bun? It's named after some guy named Hoagie. <laughs> Pews were named after me. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, isn't this funny? This is good stuff, isn't it? You guys want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. <laughs>